Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And another week has come and gone and the clown show continues. Uh, unless uh, otherwise steered, uh, this uh, particular program today, uh, hopefully... Uh, promises to be a little lighthearted uh, because uh, the things that are happening uh, in this country uh, juxtaposed with uh, the very real uh, rising threat of nuclear war, it's, uh, it, it's, it's baffling. It's just beyond anything that I could have thought as far as uh, comic relief. So uh, last week, uh, Bob Menendez, who uh, was indicted a few years back because he's a a pervy little dwarf and he was on airplanes and hiring prostitutes and all this. Uh, Well, he was indicted again, uh, this time for uh, (laughs) bribery. They found, uh, I guess, half a million dollars uh, in cash and some gold bars in his house. Uh, And, uh, you know, I mean, before you judge Bob too harshly, he said it was... uh, just, you know, emergency cash. And, and who among us uh, doesn't have a half million dollars in cash sitting in the house just for emergencies? I mean, you, you wake up in the middle of the night with a toothache. Uh, you you got to drive to the 24-hour Walgreens, uh, you know, get yourself some Ambosol. And, uh, you know, you, you get there and they say their credit card processing machine is down. You got to pay cash. So you have to have something. Uh, you know, in case such emergencies arise. Uh, so what was it, $490,000 in change, some, some ridiculous number, you know, just cash, uh, you know, uh, legal tender, plus uh, gold bars, one kilo gold bars. Uh, of course, uh, Mr. Uh, Bob Bobolina uh, said he was innocent, and uh, he, he, he looked forward to proving his innocence, because, uh, well, why wouldn't he? Uh, but just just a thought here. Okay, now, uh, Mr. Menendez uh, is, is, is not some, uh, you know, Buddhist spiritual leader that has been Hollywood starlets go to for a blessing and bring gifts. Okay, uh, if, if the man had half a million dollars in cash and gold bars sitting in his house, they came from somewhere. And it wasn't because, hey, Bob, we just want to give you a little something. Every time a payment, allegedly, was made to Mr. Menendez, whether in gold or legal tender, uh, it was for some sort of favor. Now, since uh, it wasn't a donation to his campaign, we can uh, discern or assess or conclude that the favor 
uh, he was asked to, uh, you know, proffer, uh, likely wasn't above board. Let's, let's put it that way. So for those that still cling to the idea that our elected officials are pure as the driven snow and selflessly serving the public, uh, more and more evidence is coming out that, no, the, the, these are people of below-average intelligence who saw the perfect grift and the perfect way to get rich, not by, you know, sweating in the sun doing roofing, not by doing flooring, not by cleaning gutters, not by being smart enough to invent something, but by getting people even dumber than themselves to elect them to public office, then using the power of their office to enrich themselves, likely by betraying the average citizen and the average taxpayer. So uh, Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey entered a not guilty plea on bribery allegations yesterday, Wednesday, in a Manhattan courtroom after being federally indicted on three counts on Friday. By the way, uh, spoiler alert, this is a recorded broadcast. Uh, We are recording today, uh, let's see, uh, September the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2023. October is just around the corner. Uh, By the by, I think October is going to be one of those months uh, that's going to leave a lot of people hurting because by all the metrics that I'm looking at, I think October into November, uh, we're going to have another spat of bank failures. Uh, The Fed's going to have no choice but to raise interest rates again. I think the housing bubble is about to burst, uh, especially office buildings and whatnot. But hey, you know, today was supposed to be uh, gregarious. It was supposed to be fun and entertaining, and why not? Uh, so let's get back to Senor Menendez and uh, his not guilty plea. I, look, at some point, these people, they never quit. They never give up. They never admit any sort of wrongdoing. And if he pled guilty to it, the only question I'd have is, what kind of skeletons is he attempting people uh, it, it, to, to not look into. If you pled guilty to this, then whatever you got in the back storage locker that you don't want anybody to see is more horrendous than half a million dollars in cash and gold bars. I, this was just petty cash to him. Can, can, can you imagine half a million dollars in cash just being petty cash? Eh, you know, emergency fund, you know, Ambasol, you know, I don't know, aspirin. Things cost money. I understand it. Inflation. See, Bob Menendez prepared for inflation long before us, uh, you know, peasants realized what was happening. He knew that eventually some ambassade would be like 50 grand. So he stocked up. Smart man. Uh, Menendez faces three counts. Conspiracy to commit bribery. Conspiracy to commit commit honest service fraud. (laughs) Don't you just love that? and conspiracy to commit extortion under the color of official right. Uh, Again, I know know it's supposed to be comical, but if you think he's the only one, uh, you're out of your mind. 
Uh, why, why do you think uh, other Democrat senators and officials are calling for him to uh, step down, to resign? And take it on the chin, Bob. I'm sure you've got a couple of counts, uh, you know, in, 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 on some Canary Island somewhere that is exempted from uh, being uh, seized by the federal government. So you're going to be okay. As long as you can avoid jail time, Bob, uh, you, can, you can go off into the sunset and enjoy your uh, twilight years doing the things you've done thus far, just not grifting off the taxpayer anymore. And I promise you no one's going to come with bags full of gold or bags full of cash anymore once you no longer have any influence, once you no longer uh, set policy or help set policy. Uh, this is, look, the reason that it upsets me to this extent is because this is the kind of stuff that most Eastern Europeans left their countries uh, and, and came to America to avoid. This is the kind of stuff that went on in Romania, still goes on in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, wherever you go, Poland, Hungary. It doesn't matter, even if the government there, like Hungary. I, I like the, the, the Hungarian president. I like the cut of his jib. He's for family. He's for faith. Uh, he's, he's rock solid on those things. But do you think that the middle management doesn't take a bribe here or there? They don't, well, I will sign the paper for you if you bring me this. Back in the day, early 90s, you, you'd, you'd be just awestruck by what some uh, coffee and Kent cigarettes could do for you. The, that, that was the preferred mode of bribery back in the day. If you needed uh, anything done, land allotments, if you wanted to buy acreage from the government for pennies on the dollar, all you had to do was show up with some Kent cigarettes uh, and, and some coffee. It, it's what I hear, uh, you know. I, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the more civilized Romania got, the higher the prices went. Pretty soon it was a car or, uh, you know, offshore account. And what was it? The Romania's, Romania's oil drilling rights off the Black Sea, uh, its entire uh, refinery infrastructure was sold off to OMB, which is, a, I, I think, an Austrian concern, for pennies on the dollar. But the person or individual, because it was a lady, I think, uh, who facilitated the deal in the Romanian government, you know, who, who did the stamping and the signing, uh, miraculously, I, just overnight, multi-multi-millionaire, uh, they uh, assessed her net worth at around 60 million U.S. dollars. Uh, and of course, after she was done, you know, she, she, she left public office uh, because, uh, you know, she, she wanted to focus on her family more, even though she was divorced and her kids were all grown. Uh, apparently, she went to uh, some sort of... Uh, Latin country uh, found herself, uh, you know, uh, some arm candy. And uh, her only problem, her only mistake was that she didn't go to a non-extradition country. So once uh, the new government came into office, once uh, the new administration took hold and they realized uh, just the level of corruption and how much she cost the Romanian government, they went after her. Uh, they, they arrested her. Uh, I think it was, uh, I, don't, I don't think it was Chile uh, or Chile, as some say. 
Uh, but one of those countries, and, and they brought her back, and, and now she's in prison. Uh, but Bob Menendez, he understands that uh, he's cooked no matter what. Might as well stick to his guns. And the reason that a lot of uh, Democrat officials, senators and Congress people, are encouraging Bob Menendez to, to slink off into the sunset is because it's bringing unwanted attention to the grift. It's bringing unwanted attention to what has been happening in U.S. politics for the better part of three, four decades now. Bob Menendez is not the only one. Neither are the others who've done the same as Bob Menendez and worse just on the Democrat side. Why, why do you think Mitch McConnell's not saying anything? Huh? Because Mitch McConnell's hand is in the cookie jar up to his elbow, too. His wife got some really good sweetheart deals with China. They're multi-multi-millionaires, close to $100 million or some ridiculous thing. Mitch McConnell, I know you're thinking to yourself, he's no Elon Musk. No, he's not. So it's not just the Democrat side. Look, these people realized how easy it was to get disgustingly wealthy by abusing the American taxpayer and selling their influence. Everyone wants Bob to go away because if Bob goes away, maybe they'll stop at Bob. If Bob keeps talking, and I'm assuming at some point Bob's going to start naming names because he's not alone in this, and this is what they're afraid of. They're afraid of Bob spilling the beans. Because it's, it's, an un, you know, it's an unwritten rule that once you become a senator or a congressperson, people come with offers of vacations and private jets and apparently gold bars and lots of cash. You know, it, it, just, just a little favor, Bob. Just a little favor. So let me just put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised... If Senator Bob Menendez, because of his refusal to step down, will have been so overcome with grief that he will choose the Epstein way out. There. That's the best way I can put it. So if, perchance, you wake up one morning and you read the news of Bob Menendez, Senator Bob Menendez was found lifeless. And, uh, you know, it was uh, concluded by uh, the, the coroner's office that he took his own life. Uh, I, I wouldn't put much stock in it. If I was Bob Menendez right now, I'd wear I did not commit suicide shirts for the rest of my life. Uh, I, let, let's put it that way. He, sh he should write a lengthy uh, tome on why he would never end his own life. Because this is, this is big money we're talking about, kids. Bob Menendez is not the smartest in the bunch. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, Bob, Bob Menendez has been in politics for many years, and he knows a lot of the names that were in on the same scams, including some that are really powerful today. And uh, they already have the spotlight on themselves and on their families and on, uh, 
the monies that they took uh, as uh, influence peddlers or relatives of influence peddlers. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, good old Bob uh, doesn't meet an untimely end if he continues to stick to his guns and not step aside, not resign. But Menendez, as of now, faces three counts, conspiracy to commit bribery, conspiracy to commit honest service fraud, and conspiracy to commit extortion under the color of official rights. The charges stem from allegations that he accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes from three New Jersey, New Jersey businessmen in exchange for using his influence and power as a senator for their benefit and the Egyptian government's benefit. Let that sink in. These are people who take an oath of office to, to defend the nation and its people to do what's best for the people of this nation. And he took hundreds of thousands of dollars for the benefit of three businessmen in New Jersey and the Egyptian government's benefit. His plea on Wednesday came before U.S. Magistrate Judge of the Southern District of New York, Ona Wang, Reuters reported. Menendez is one of five co-defendants in the case, along with his wife, Nadine Menendez, and three New New Jersey businessmen, Wael Hanna, Fred Davies, and Jose Uribe. Uh, Well, at least, you know, uh, Bob Menendez... Uh, doesn't care where the money comes from as long as the money's there. So he's a, an equal opportunity uh, seller of influence. Uh, Nadine Menendez faces the same three charges as her husband and also pleaded not guilty on Wednesday. And uh, Hannah faces two counts. Uh, the, the businessmen face two counts, conspiracy to commit bribery and uh, conspiracy to commit honest service fraud. Look, again, I know to to us, the average plebs, half a million dollars in cash and gold bars sitting in your house just, you know, gathering dust is just unfathomable. But if you want to really understand the numbers of what some of these people who have political influence are wielding, uh, look, look at what happened in Libya with uh, Muammar Gaddafi's, uh, you know, with, with, with the liberation of the, uh, of the Libyan people and the murder of, of Gaddafi. They were already planning mobile medical units. This is multi-billion dollar, billion with a B. Because I guarantee you, once civil war started in Libya, the mobile medical units weren't going to be a charity. Somebody was going to pay. And this was all set together with uh, one diaper wearer in a Barbie pantsuit as the fulcrum of it all. And the Libyan people didn't do what, what Hillary Clinton wanted them to do, which was have a revolution with a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of dead people. They just stopped at Gaddafi. So that whole plan of, of mobile medical units and billions of dollars in, you know, payments kind of went out the window. That's why uh, the, 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 the Clinton Charitable Foundation is back up and running. 
apparently the coffers are running low and they need to find a new grift. Uh, Ukraine's on the way out. I, they, they can't funnel that much money through it anymore because people are finally waking up to the reality that something is smelly. Something stinks very bad here. Too much money, too little, uh, you know, too little to show for it. So uh, they, they need to find some other place through which to funnel money. So Bob Menendez is a small fish. Now, I think he does know some of the inner workings of what the big fish are doing. Uh, it's why they're encouraging him to, you know, take one for the team. Uh, he's stubborn enough to say no. And so, again, uh, he should probably start wearing the T-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I didn't kill myself the end. Uh, this is unbelievable. $480,000 in cash and over a hundred grand in gold bars. You know, because everyone needs an emergency fund. How big's your emergency fund, huh? I promise you if it's over 200 bucks and some, uh, you know, loose gum, uh, you're ahead of the game. Because apparently 60% of people are living paycheck to paycheck in this economy. And I know you don't want to hear it, but he's only getting worse. I know, but what, what, what happened to, you know, we're, we're, we're on the upswing. Everything's looking good. Look, every headline you read. What was it? CVS right now. Uh, pharmacist at CVS. Plan another walkout today. So if you're old and you need to get your prescription, you should probably transfer to Walgreens. Because uh, this isn't going to end anytime soon. Uh, the, the union for the auto workers is on strike. And uh, people that, there, there are certain careers, there are certain individuals that we were taught from early childhood were above reproach. Uh, people in medicine, doctors, nurses, etc., we were always told were above reproach. And then I read this article and there's, there's, there's nothing. There, there, there is no career that is beyond being corrupted, including pastors and evangelists and all this. That, that we've already known. Started back with, uh, you know, Jimmy Swaggart and Jim Baker. We've we already known, you know, how easily corrupted some individuals can be. But we always thought, you know, eh, doctors, they're, they're the last bastion. You know, trust the science, kids. Trust the science. Well, Ohio Hospital, and again, to me, my sense of humor being what it is, because I grew up in Southern California where my first day of high school, I saw a kid get shot in the head in the school parking lot. So I, you know, my sense of humor, a wee bit dark. Ohio Hospital propped a dead woman up in bed to fool the family into thinking that she was alive for two hours after the surgeon botched a routine procedure a lawsuit alleges do no harm but if you do try to cover it up <laughs> uh, the family of sheila sue trimble 65 claimed that a hospital propped up the patient to look fake alive despite having died two hours earlier in surgery dr jared betts was performing surgery on the woman when he allegedly cut into an artery, resulting in another doctor taking over the procedure. 
A representative for Adena Health Systems called the allegations patently false. Of course they are. Uh, No comment. An Ohio woman who died during a routine surgery performed by a controversial doctor was allegedly propped up to make her look alive in an effort to fool her family into believing she had survived the procedure, a lawsuit claims. The family of Sheila Trimble claims that the 65-year-old was in good health when she entered Adena Health in uh, Chilicote for a heart catheterization. I know, you're like... Can't, can't you say catheterization? I can, but I, I have to, you know, mask my true intelligence. Otherwise, some people will feel, uh, you know, less than, okay? I, I, I don't want anyone feeling inferior. So sometimes I botch words. I kid. See, this is the funny program. You're welcome now for the next six months. You know, economic turmoil, threat of nuclear war, all that good stuff. But today... We laugh, not at Sheila, because she's gone to the great beyond, uh, but just, just, look, there are a few things that we tell ourselves uh, to, to keep from realizing just how horrible a place the world that we've created is. One of the things that we tell ourselves is that most people, by and large, are generally good. No. Most people, by and large, are generally wicked. If you happen to know good people, then you should consider yourself fortunate. If you happen to know decent people, then you are blessed just by having known them. And thankfully, I know good people. But, I know a lot more bad people than good. Uh, even those uh, who are bad pretending to be good. Eh, you kind of get the gist. You know, old Doc here, he, his hands were a little shaky, you know, a little too much booze the previous night. But hey, it was a routine surgery after all. So Sheila, count back from 10. We'll see you in a few. Oops, guess not. The procedure was a straightforward and routine one, the suit claims. They allege that they were urged to turn off Trimble's life support despite hospital staff knowing that she'd already died. Oh, my. Records seen by local newspaper, the Scioto Valley Guardian, show Trimble died at 1 p.m., according to the suit. Her death certificate records her time of death as 3.05 p.m., the same time her family were ushered in it is alleged. In Facebook posts, several members say that Dr. Jared Betts, Trimble's cardiologist, repeated the claim that he cut into an artery during the original surgery. Betts had previously faced investigations into accusations that he is not properly credentialed to perform complicated and advanced heart procedures. Oh, well, see, there you go. The story doth get better and better, doesn't it? But, hey, he identified as a cardiologist. If boys can identify as girls and girls can identify as boys, why can't he identify as a cardiologist? Because you kill people when you pretend to be something you're not. Adina management. Uh, You say these are false. I know my sister died from her aorta being cut by Dr. Betts, wrote Vicki Clark, 
an apparently an apparent family member. Talking to the Daily Mail, a representative for Adina Health said they had no knowledge of any wrongdoing and called any reports on the matter patently false. Well, either way this goes, uh, the woman is still dead. And uh, if they prop this woman up in her bed, hoping that her family didn't notice she was de- dead, uh, that's just a new low. You know, but then again, uh, we're used to new lows. Order for you to understand, this, this encapsulates where we're at right now better than anything else. Senate passes a short resolution because apparently the Senate needed to pass a resolution to make John Fetterman wear pants. You're welcome. I know, I know. There's hope for tomorrow in Jesus, yes. In politicians, in this government, in this system, 999, as they would say in Germany. I know. I visited Austria. I'm one of those pretentious people who start speaking in other languages once they visit a place for three days. So 999. Look, if if you're hoping in any political party, if you're hoping in any man, you're just... You're going to get slaughtered. Your hope is going to be stabbed so many times and bleeding from so many holes that, that you'd need a miracle for your hope to survive. But if you hope in Christ, you, you'll be all right. If you understand the time and the season that you're living in, if you understand the situation we're facing as a nation and as a world, then you can learn to laugh at it because there's nothing else you can do. What am I going to do? I'm just a guy sitting behind a desk in Wisconsin talking into a microphone. I can't affect political change. I'm going to do my civic duty. I'm going to go vote. If somebody asks my opinion, I'll gladly give it. But, again, I I, I find myself sounding repetitive. They know what they need to do in order to maintain power. They know what they need to do in order to win. Look, if you thought that, you know, third world countries were banana republics where you could use the levers of government and the law to persecute your political opponents, maybe look look inward just a smidge. See what's happening here. Oh, by the way, uh, apparently there was another debate last night that nobody watched. I I was playing guitar for my kids. Apparently they're, they're... enamored with the idea that dad knows a few chords it's it's fun because look if you have kids and your kids have ever looked at you uh with, with, with that gleam in their eye where they see you as their hero you know how cool it is you know and i have a guitar that's all dusty that's sitting in my office and uh melina my youngest uh she she kept asking me to buy her guitar picks for the longest time, and finally I, I relented and I went and paid 35 cents a pick. I bought a few because I know how easily they get lost. Uh, and she asked me to play for her. And I, you know, I still remember a few chords. I still remember uh, a few bars. And uh, both of them were just sitting there with smiles on their faces. I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. So uh, it, it's not that I was planning on watching the debates because I already know everything they're going to say. Uh, And apparently a lot of people felt the same way. Look, 
politics isn't going to fix the problem America's in. Would, would one, uh, I guess, be not better, but less uh, destructive than the other? Yes. Demonstrably, yes. Look, I, I ran across this one, and, and we're going to get into the, <laughs> the you-must-wear-pants-on-the-Senate-floor bill. Uh, but I read this, and it – look, if you don't know how many people are coming into this country unchecked every day, uh, then, then you're living in a hole in the ground, and you're not listening or hearing this anyway because you have no electricity, so I'm, I'm just wasting air. But there's a family that fled Germany in uh, 2008. I think they were the, the Romiki family or Romiki family, something like that. And the reason they fled Germany was because uh, they wanted to homeschool. And Germany does not recognize the fundamental right of parents to homeschool. They only permit uh, the practice in very narrow circumstances. Apparently, the Romiki family didn't qualify. And so uh, they, they fled to the U.S. Uh, they decided, I guess, in 2006 that God was calling them to homeschool their five children. Uh, Germany responded by leveling fines that exceeded the family's income on them because, you know, that's how you get people to do things. You tax them into the dirt. You, you, you sue them and you use the levers of the federal government to destroy its citizens to the point that they'll never recover. And you make an example of one or two and the rest are going to fall in line, aren't they? Because I don't want to be like their Romikis. But anyway, uh, at some point the German government even removed the children forcibly from their home to take them to school. And so they came to America. In 2013, the United States government granted the Romikis indefinite deferred action status, which allowed them to live, work, and remain safely in the United States. But guess what? And again, it's these little things it's these little things that the government does, the things that they approve of and the things that they disapprove of, the things that they green check and the, and the things that they red light that tell you their intent, that tell you their mindset, that tell you th their moral compass or the lack thereof. In September of 2023, which is this month, the Romikis were told during a routine check-in that their deferred status had been revoked. The family was given four weeks, four weeks, to remove themselves from these United States. In the 10 years that the Romikis have lived peacefully in the United States, They've built a second life. They have two children who are American citizens and two other children who married American citizens. But they're being threatened with deportation. Why? Exactly. Because there are tens and tens of thousands of people 
walking across the border in this country who nobody vets, who nobody even questions, who get free money the moment they cross the border. But it's this family that have been living in the country for 10 years, model citizens, with jobs and careers and children married to American citizens that are a real and present danger to this nation and to this country. I don't know. You tell me if that makes sense. Hmm? Does it? Because while the U.S. government has told a upstanding family to evacuate, or they'll be deported. Philadelphia joins cities like San Francisco and Portland and Seattle and Chicago and Beverly Hills, uh, where predominantly juvenile youths have decided to go shopping without paying for the things that they've acquired. Uh, Mass looting spreads to Philadelphia. Uh, several stores in Philadelphia were looted by more than 100 juveniles Tuesday night, according to police. But it wasn't a one-and-done. One uh, evidently, they're actually planning another uh, shopping spree uh, for later this week. And uh, there's uh, Instagram posts of uh, people asking, what time are we going shopping? Another one wrote, are we looting or not? I know, I know, but they're hungry. Yes, I I heard that the best way to cook an iPhone is uh, slow-based at 375. Uh, And if you happen to have a sous vide, I heard sous vide iPhones are great too. Look, when are we going to stop justifying crime by saying they was just hungry? No, Lululemon doesn't make for good dinner. Neither does an iPhone. Neither do any of the things that these people are stealing. They're looting stores, and these stores eventually are going to come to the realization that, hey, too much shrinkage, quote-unquote, shrinkage means retail theft, and then they're going to shut down. And who's going to get criminalized? The stores. How dare? That's xenophobic. Why would you shut down a store that reported a $3 million loss? Well, because it reported a $3 million loss. That's what, that's what businesses do. When things get stolen so much that you can't report a profit year over year, eventually you shutter your doors. But these people don't think that way. I don't get mine. I don't get my Lululemon. You weigh 430 pounds. You're five foot two. If you fit into a Lululemon, then that would be something that needs to be recorded for Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay? Take a picture of yourself in a Lululemon at 475 pounds and send it to the Guinness Book of World Records. At least you'll have a record to show for the things that you do in life. Huh? But no, it's, it's, it's a German family that fled to the United States because of religious persecution that needs to get deported. 
They are the true criminals, not the people destroying entire cities. And nobody, nobody is willing to stand up and say, this is wrong. They was hungry. No, they weren't. Stop. If you're that hungry, you don't have the energy to break into Lululemon. I'm, I, I don't want to get angry. This, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the, to the, to the pants rule. Because to me, that's, that is the cherry on the icing of the circus cake. This is, this is now become a clown world. But wait, there's more. Anthropological societies have banned the discussion of biological sex to protect trans and LGBTQI communities. Remember back in the day when they used to dig up a skeleton and identify it as either male or female? Can't do that anymore. I'm sure that, uh, remember that, that lady that used to have the, the, the hotline? You, you, you call and you spoke to a, a mystic or something? Uh, and, and, and they told you your future, maybe they can hire those people to talk to the ghosts of the people they dig up and ask them what they identified as. Mm-hmm. That way we can determine their biological sex and not dead name them. I hate myself for using their, their, their vernacular too, their, their buzzwords, dead name. Shut up. You were born Bob, you're going to die Bob. It doesn't matter what you say about yourself or what you cut off of your body. Shut up. I can't. This is, you're, you're telling me that, that, that something doesn't have to give? You're telling me that something's not going to snap? Two major anthropological associations have canceled a panel discussion on the importance of biological sex, citing harm to the trans communities and their collective dignity. Dignity, my patoot. Mental illness needs to be treated. It doesn't need to be validated and celebrated. Mental illness needs to be treated. On September 25th, the American Anthropological Association and the Canadian Anthropological Society wrote a letter canceling the upcoming conference panel. Let's talk about sex, baby. That's what it was called. I know. Anthropologists, you thought they were just tweed-wearing stuffies, didn't you? Well, ha-ha, joke's on you. What a catchy title for a conference that just got canceled. Trust the science, huh? You've got to trust the science, man. If we don't trust the science, we're good. This, is, this isn't science. Pandering to mental illness. But this is how far back they have to go in order to rewrite history to the point that you're going to believe this was always a normal thing. It's not something that just sprouted up in the last 50 years. No. They say Attila the Hun liked himself a nice dress once in a while. Maybe he identified as a woman. I mean, his name's Attila. It ends in an A. Maybe it's, uh, you know, interspecies. Maybe he identified as a boy on Tuesday and a girl on Wednesdays. Stop. Why do we have to force this ideology on everyone to such an extent that people who are supposed to be outside of the sphere of this kind of nonsense are bowing to it and canceling conferences? Because 
they would determine that since the beginning of time, biological sex is a binary issue. Male, female. Oh, no, it cannot be. They just didn't understand. Stop. We are destroying ourselves. Our civilization is crumbling. The culture is non-existent. We're, we're, we're going to become cave dwellers with TikTok brain, wondering what other piece of ourselves we can just snip off so we can feel special. Back to the pants. I know, what a segue. You're welcome. The U.S. Senate achieved the rare bipartisan milestone Wednesday. Indeed. When it showed, or when it passed, the Show Our Respect to the Senate, or Shorts Act. <laughs> guffaw, guffaw, guffaw. I know. It's the best thing that octogenarians could think of. I mean, Diane Feinstein, be, you know, between getting, you know, steroid injections in her heart to just keep breathing, you know, this is a great idea. So, the U.S. Senate achieved the rare bipartisan milestone Wednesday when it passed the Show Our Respect to the Senate Act, restoring the dress code and forcing Senator John Fetterman to wear pants on the floor. I know. Stop persecuting the man. All right? Stand with Senator Fetterman. If you want to come on the Senate floor wearing a pair of Speedos and a sun hat, Senator Fetterman, you've got my support. Why not be the clown show we all know you are? As Breitbart News reported earlier this month, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer allowed the dress code to lapse in deference to Fetterman, who has adopted hoodies and shorts, part of a working class persona. No, he adopted hoodies and shorts as part of a, I don't know who I am, where I am, or what my name is persona. Stop. The man has, has mental damage. He has brain damage. The fact that the people of Pennsylvania voted this man into office should tell you what, what, what the intelligence level of the average Pennsylvanian is. And you're wondering why Philly's getting ransacked. Eh? His constituents at work. The policy came under... Withering criticism from the left and the right. Peggy Noonan wrote, Schumer's decision is apparently connected to the desires of Senator Fetterman, who enjoys parading around in gym shorts and hoodies. Why would his desires receive such precedence? Well, because, who knows, maybe John Fetterman's going to run for president. He's going to be the, the, the everyman candidate. He's going to take his oath office in a hoodie and a pair of shorts wearing a beanie. Why not? Wait, just, let's, just, let's just fall off the cliff already. Why are we trying to slow this, this train of death down just to see the scenery? Let's go. Declare war on Russia. Put, put some boots on the ground in Ukraine. Let the Russians just gobsmack NATO into non-existence. Then come after us. Why not? It's what you want anyway, isn't it? 
If Bob Menendez starts to talk, you're going to push war like nobody's business. Every single senator that knows they're on the take, that knows they have skeletons in their closet, that knows that their name might come up, it's going to be all in for boots on the ground in Ukraine. We have to save democracy. No, you're trying to save your own behind. You're trying to save your own skin. So if, if uh, Senor Menendez doesn't, doesn't meet with, uh, you know, an early uh, self, you know, extinction, and he begins to talk, the push for war is just going to intensify. They do not want their skeletons coming out of the closet because what we know already for the average American is disgusting enough for us to just throw our hands in the air and go, fine, let it burn. Let it burn. Because what other options do we have? Hunter Biden referred to selling access to Joe Biden as keys to my family's only asset. Mm! No, that's not true. Who was it? Clyburn said, Joe just loves his son. All right. It's just an act of love. Receiving money from uh, despot nations and despot companies that want favors is just an act of love. If you don't understand that, then you don't know love. So it's not, it's not them, it's you. It's, it's not the fact that Senor Biden and his entire families have been corrupt since Joe was a senator. No. No, you don't understand love. And you see how the narrative has shift, shifted? Huh? Anybody catch that? It used to be, I am innocent, I am pure as the driven snow. How darest thou? Now that the evidence is piling up, the narrative shifts. Oh, it's just love. You don't understand love. A man's love for his son. Well, what wouldn't you do for your own kids? Well, then you, you could have done what you did for your kids, but step down. Say, I am no longer deserving of this office. I am no longer of deserving. Uh, de- deserving to be what? Senator, vice president, president, whatever. I made concessions and I compromised my integrity for the sake of my son. Though he be a crack addict, I still love him. And still, most intelligent man I know. Uh, but I can't, I can't do both things. The, the fact that he continued to remain in power while doing these things, this is the disgusting thing. But yeah, it's love. You don't understand love if you don't approve of what happened with the Biden family and the fact that millions and millions of dollars. You, you, you thought Menendez was bad with, with, what, 500 grand and a couple of gold bricks? You have no clue how many millions of dollars Hunter Biden just burnt through. Because he thought the grift would continue forever. When daddy won the presidency, dog it, gravy train, gravy train, bring on those biscuit wheels. Huh? Hunter Biden referenced selling access to President Joe Biden as the keys to my family's only asset. According to messages from Hunter Biden's iCloud backup released by the House Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday, I'm sure he's going to sue and say it was illegal for them to release that information 
After voting to approve more disclosures on Wednesday from IRS whistleblowers, the committee released information that confirmed Devon Archer's testimony that Hunter Biden traveled the world selling access to the Biden brand. If that's a brand, I feel sorry for the world, meaning Jose Biden. Hunter Biden referred to access to Joe Biden as the keys to my family's only asset. The Biden business raked in millions of dollars through shell companies from countries such as China, Romania. I know. Why do you think I talk about these things with you? Because I know how the play goes. I know how these things work. I'm Romanian. I grew up in Romania. I started going back to Romania in the 90s. I know every play. I know how it's done. I know how the machine works. This is why when people say, no, he's innocent. The fact that he was doing business with Ukraine and Romania tells me that he's not. There is no innocence there. Because I know how my people work. I know what you have to do to grease a wheel or two. And the fact that they paid him millions of dollars tells me that they got back billions from whatever thing Joe Biden tweaked for them on their behalf. This is not a misunderstanding. This happened. The Biden business raked in millions of dollars through shell companies from countries such as China, Romania, and Ukraine with the Justice Department tried to cover up according to the committee. The just, justice. Justice. I know. Justice is blind. Justice equally applied. Do me a favor. Time you file your federal taxes, hold back $3.26. Just don't report $3.26. See how fast the Justice Department comes knocking on your door. We're talking millions of dollars for favors for countries that are disreputable on the best of days. China, sworn enemy to the United States. I told you people, what, a year and a half, two years ago, the reason that Joe Biden's so soft on China is that because the Chinese have something really gnarly on Hunter. I, that, that may come out sooner or later, depending on how tough Joe gets with the Chinese. But don't fool yourself. There's a reason behind every decision. The Biden protection effort was strongest whenever investigative steps might have led to or implicated actions taken by Jose Biden. During the investigation into his son, officials instructed investigators seeking a search warrant to erase any mention of a political figure, one, who documents reveal to be Joe Biden. I know... Justice is blind. We trust the judicial system. They are inerrant, along with the medical system, who props up a dead lady having her family think she's alive. Documents obtained by the committee confirm associates of the Biden business had direct access to the White House and then Vice Presidente Jose Biden. According to the committee, Biden associates were told not to mention Joe being involved. Because he is the adult diaper-wearing man behind the mirror. I can't. This is where we are, kids. 
I know, but America, uh, it was a great experiment. I, I wanted it to work. I hoped that it would because I have kids. But we're seeing that with, with each passing day, the corruption increases and escalates and metastasizes. And this is not the end of it. It's not the end of it by a long shot. And I think uh, the people behind the curtain, the people pulling the strings, if the heat gets a little too hot, they're going to start cleaning house. So I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, uh, of, of, of a lot of unintentional mortalities that will be deemed as, uh, you know, forced euthanasia i guess whatever anyway this is the end of today's broadcast whether you liked it or not up to you i did my job i made it fun uh next week we get back to to you know glowing in the dark and other things but as far as this week is concerned thank you for listening god bless you god keep you see you next week gino if you got anything it's yours thank you mike you know, the Bible says I would have healed Babylon, but she wouldn't be healed. And uh, Revelation 18, Jeremiah 51, 8 through 15, I'll fill you with men like locusts, like caterpillars, and they'll raise a shout against her. And our borders are not only open, but if you talk about a war strategy of destroying a country, What's going on at our borders is exactly what Jeremiah talks about. You know, we're headed towards civil war. 1988, at least when I first heard the message about America and what Dimitri spoke, then the thought of all this happening was pretty tough to say, yeah, this could happen. But God saw it and spoke through this vessel about everything happening now. And I remember back then, again, booking meetings and it being very hard because people were so patriotic. This could never happen in America. But so much of the world now is looking at our country like we have lost our minds because of the sin and degradation, men dressing as women, prancing in city parks, in front of kids, and so many other wicked things. Not in Sodom and Gomorrah in the U.S., the modern Sodom and Gomorrah. And God tried to heal Babylon. That's why Mike said, you know, the experiment, the democratic of what America once stood for is crumbling. And our freedom is, I guess I would say one thing. When it's all said and done and the dust settles, don't blame God. Blame the stubborn country God tried to heal that sticks their fist up to God every June in LGBTQ month stating we're gay and we're proud of it. Well, one day the pride of Babylon will fall into the dust with the judgment on Babylon because we're too stubborn to repent and do what God called us to do. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. 
Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are